everybody. Welcome to We'll See You in Hell. You know that this podcast is part of the Fangoria Podcast Network. That's how you found it. For more information about the network, including other programs, how to follow us or find other episodes of We'll See You in Hell, visit Fangoria.com. Now on with the show. It actually Again. says that in the text. Oh, that's nice. It says, now on with the show. I didn't write it. Ken at Fangoria wrote it. Do you know of a comedian, Asian, obviously, named by the name of Henry Cho? Yes. Is he still out there working? I think so. I don't know him personally. Okay. He used to, he was, his whole thing was he was an Asian guy with a southern accent. Yeah. And he used to host Friday night videos, which was the only way I could see music videos because I didn't have MTV when I was a kid. Right. And uh, every time coming back from commercial, they would go, and now back to the Joe! Um, exactly like that. Really? Which I actually thought was sort of a funny way to say it to get around the terrible pun. Now, speaking of puns. Sure. We got a lot to cover here tonight. All right, we're talking Ghostbusters on this episode, but before we get to it, the new one. Well, probably all things Ghostbusters, but uh, before we get to it, speaking of puns, uh, I'm at a party last night. Okay. Everybody had had a few drinks. Everybody had smoked a little bit of reef, but we were all Don't feeling with that. But all right, <laughs> we were all feeling good. Sure. Uh, and I'm with uh, Georgia, who is our friend Vince Averill's wife, and also Georgia Hartzog. I was a very funny comedian and co-host of the uh, my favorite murder podcast. Shout out her and Karen Kilgariff do a fantastic job discussing murders, and that podcast has already blown this one out of the water. So. <laughs> I guess I don't need to recommend it, but it's great. They're in the top ten consistently. They're, yeah. They shout out. They got shouted out in Rolling Stone this week. I saw it. Pretty great. So a couple of dorks on Twitter uh, shouted us out. Yes. Well, that's <laughs> nice. I don't mind it. I no, I love. We we are dorks. We do this for dorks. We live for the dorks. And uh, I just would like to send my compliments over to Party McFly on Twitter for just coming out boldly shitting on Tremors. But then immediately someone came up and said, you're an idiot. Yes. So I appre- that, those are the dorks I was referring to. <laughs> Only because the one I hated that he agreed with you. I, I couldn't quite handle that. I, I loved it. And then equally hated when the other man disagreed with me. I also think it's crazy that the guy's actual Christian name is Party McFly. I can't believe it. Speaking of party, perfect transition. You're out with Georgia Hartstock. Yeah, a little and detour and right back in. Party McFly, there's, that's another pun. Yeah. Right? Joe, take us back to the future and tell us the story if you would. <laughs> God, I'm good. So we're talking Friday night, Vince Averill, our dear friend and dear comedian. Friend. He and I went to see the Art of Rap tour Yep. Uh, at the Palladium, which you bought tickets for. You got us tickets, and you weren't able to attend, unfortunately. But we went to the show. I don't worry. I only lost $40 on my ticket. Yeah. Well, which I did to myself. <laughs> I'm well aware. <laughs> so we're at the show. or We go to the show. It was a great time. It was Ice-T, Public Enemy, Mob D, BPMD, Curtis Blow, Busy B. It was nuts. It was great. So I'm at the party the next night. I'm standing with Georgia and a writer who I'm not going to name, okay, but whom I've worked with, sort of. Uh-huh. Uh, and I've never, ever had a problem with the guy. We've always got along smashingly. It's always been very endearing. Okay. A lot of smiles. How you doing? Great stuff. Can't wait till I hear this person's name off mic. So we're, we're, we're sitting there talking about the concert. And I said, my favorite part of the whole concert was the t-shirt that Flavor Flav was wearing. Right. And they said, what was the t-shirt? And I said, 10 years ago, my friend Jim Pinkstone gave me a t-shirt for christmas and it was the warner brothers uh symbol yes and it said if you see the police warner brother and i thought it was a really funny play yeah. on words and That's i good. and also a solid social commentary very solid so flavor Flav, i've never seen the shirt otherwise right flavor Flav comes running out 10 years later he's got the shirt on i'm going crazy right I called Jim the next day. I'm freaking out. Can you believe he's wearing the, he was wearing the shirt? I'm telling this story at the party, and as I'm telling it, I'm laughing because I go, it's just such a brilliant pun. It just really makes me laugh. Yeah. And, uh, and we're all enjoying it, and George is going, that's really cool. This writer, okay, cuts in, and he just goes, huh, you don't read much, do you? Ugh. This is what he says. 
You don't read much, do you? Now, it's so insulting, and I'm so high, I'm like, you're imagining this. Right. This isn't happening. The weed is getting the better of you right now. Yeah. And I go, I- I'm sorry, why? Why? What do you mean? I'm just, wait, what do you mean? And he uh-huh. goes, you don't read much, do you? And he goes, it's not that good of a pun, dude. Oh. And I go, wow. And then Georgia steps in and goes, well, he didn't say it was the greatest thing ever written. He just said he thought it was funny, and he thinks it's funny. That's all. And I go, yeah. yeah. And then the guy starts trying to backpedal, and he goes, dude, it's tr- Oh, believe me, none of us have the right to tell each other what's funny or not. None of us have the right to do that. <laughs> And then I go, well, it is Hollywood, so maybe we should be telling each other what should or shouldn't be funny. Right, buddy? And then he gets paranoid. Uh-huh. And he's like, what are you doing? What the fuck's that supposed to mean? What are you doing now? What are you doing now? Oh, and I boy. just go, I'll see you, man. I got to go to the bathroom. And then I go to the bathroom. I'm, and as Vince is coming out of the bathroom, going into the room adjacent to it where I just was, he's walking out. And I yell the guy's name. I go, da 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 da. It's getting real weird in there with me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm getting paranoid hearing this story. Which I think he might have heard because he disappeared from the party. I thought he just snuck out. Quickly uh, putting uh, my needs above the listeners. Can you cover your mic and mouth who it is? Sure. Did you get that? No, one more time. <laughs> one more time. Oh, okay, yes. You know who I'm talking about? I do. I do yeah. indeed. What do you think of that guy? Never met him, um, and I can't talk about him at all now, so I won't. <laughs> I like one thing he did. <laughs> I know that. I'm a fan of the man's work. Yeah, okay, great. It's always been a heavy exchange of compliments every time I've seen him. I don't understand where where he... Maybe he thought it was funny and it came out wrong and then didn't have the guts to just be like, hey, dude, I'm sorry. I meant to be funny and that was shitty. Yeah. You know, like there's some people where it's just their fucking tone. Whereas if you were talking about oh, it's an amazing pun and I, you know, I'm sitting on the couch and I go, it's not that great a pun, Joe. We'd all laugh and, and move past. And you'd be like, fuck you or whatever. Right. But somebody who says something like that very seriously, like his opinion is correct. You're stupid for feeling that way. Right. There's nothing affectionate about it, and it really ruins the evening. And then also, I don't know you like that. Yeah, true. I know you like that. It's part so of you it as well. make the joke. You, I go, Pat's fucking with me. Yeah, this guy says but it. But also, like, I wouldn't go, you don't read much, do you, in a serious tone of voice. You don't read much. As he was no. condescendingly laughing at me. Mm-hmm. This, by the way, then sent me into, I mean, you can imagine the paranoia spiral from sure. here on out for the rest of the night. Sure. I mean, I thought everybody was working hey, against me. Was I me. crazy back there with that guy? <laughs> A lot of that. I, I didn't say any of that. Okay. I just quietly interpreted every conversation I was having from that point on as somebody did just dressing me down and secretly hating me. <laughs> I mean, it was. it doesn't put you on the right track. Sure, sure. You know, I had just. I'm glad I never go that way with any of that stuff, really. Oh. I keep it pretty light. Would you, you mean in conversation? I mean with uh, mind-altering drugs. You don't get paranoid, you mean? No, I don't. You know, if I if I smoke a little bit, I don't sit and be like, oh, everybody's out to get me. I don't have that. I, You know, I wasn't having it till that happened. And then it's like, well, anything's possible at this point. Yeah. When something like that happens, you go, well, any th- at any point, any person in this party that I think is friends of a friend of mine could just turn on me, evidently. It's very true. It doesn't, it's just, it's terrible. Now, now, before, again, we get into the movie, Pat, we got an elephant in the room. We need to address it. Pat and I had a, (laughs) Pat and I had a little tiff last week. We did. Uh. It wasn't that bad. No, there was no yelling. It was all done via text. Yeah, I think, you know, you're always calling, uh, and I don't answer. And I kept waiting for the call, and it didn't come. And I was like, these texts, ain't, no one's getting their point across. This isn't going well. Um, didn't call out of respect for your I hate the phone sure, thing. And I was like, it, the last it would, thing. It would have helped. I felt like the last thing I needed to do was was call you, and then it's yeah. going to get. I, I didn't know what was going to happen. But it was a, a scheduling issue. We, you know, uh, I guess on Tuesday, Joe was like, are you free to do the podcast this weekend? Because Joe's about to leave for a uh, tour. 
Comedy month. tour. Edinburgh Fringe Fest. Fringe Fest. And Edinburgh. Dublin Vodafone Comedy Fest. And uh, he said, are you free this weekend? I go, yeah, it should be fine. Next day, I'm supposed to get notes on a script. Folks, I, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. There were no notes <laughs> on that script. They were like, it's beautiful, baby. We'll see you Monday. I'd already been off a week at this point. Right. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll take another week. Yeah. Um, Heather, my girlfriend, is going to Europe for three weeks tomorrow. Right. And I'm like, you know what? Heather, let's go to Vegas. Right. She's off. I say, fine. I tell Joe, look, I can't make the podcast. Uh, so can we just reschedule? Joe's like, well, I'm leaving Wednesday. I'm like, all right, can we do it Monday or Tuesday? No. Can we do it Sunday after your shows? No, I got an early day Monday. And there was the rub. Right. Because then it, that got switched. You didn't have an early day Monday, and this worked right. out perfectly. If that had been the case, we would have been like, all right, I'll see you then, dear friend. Right. Of course. But uh, of course, and of course, had I known initially this was a th- like Heather was going away and whatever, I would right. have. Yeah, I, I wasn't pulling that card or anything because I didn't think it was serious. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I don't care for this motherfucker's tone. <laughs> I didn't care for it. I was like, well, we should have. Uh, I wish we would have talked about this. I've been sitting home with nothing to do for two or three days, and you were like, we did talk about it yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, that wasn't the tone of that text. That wasn't the tone of that text. But when I saw it, I was like, I don't like this. The period, we did talk about it, period, yesterday, period. I was like, nope. It's getting a little fresh. Well, I also thought the comment you made was fresh when you said, I wish we were talking about it. i just been sitting home because on Sunday, I tried to convince you to go out an hour earlier. And you're like, I can't. I got to do. I, I am buried with this script, man. <laughs> so I was well, like, obviously. You know what? My- that extra hour probably got me that. No note review. Well, look, first of all, let me say that I'm not too small a man to say I'm happy about the no notes thing. Thanks. I am, too. You know, uh, Uh, second of all, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're sitting here. It worked out great. You know, I was like the text exchange was getting a little weird. And I, I explained to Joe, I never have any I've never really had a fight with any friend of mine that I can recall. Maybe, you know, one or two giant ones in my life, but never anything big. It's like we always seem to dip into little little heated patches well, i would like to address that actually please i did this i did some math our last heated tiff november yeah no that's not bad not bad at all that's not bad not bad at all but i said joe we're just too similar you yes. said it's all out of love we were saying the same thing we're too similar but yes. i i said uh you know if it's not gonna if you can't make it work monday or tuesday i don't know what to tell you and you're like just be here at three on Sunday. And I'm like, well, now then I'm leaving a vacation early. I said I could probably make it. And I think I will. But if I hit traffic, we might be fucked. And at this point, we're still kind of dancing around a potential explosion. (laughs) But we're all just we just kind of keep stating our cases. And And I also I I also I didn't go just be here. I said, can you please just be here by three o'clock on Sunday? Yeah. And I said, I absolutely will. And and will do my level best. I was back today by two, actually. But I said, uh, you know, I don't know if I can't say for sure I'll be there. You don't know with Vegas and the traffic. I realize that kind of sucks. You're like, if we don't do it, then we're not going to do it. We're going to get backed up. Then here's where I hit a snag, folks. I'm telling Joe now I didn't mean this the way it came across, and I'm telling you, the listener. I said, <laughs> this is an unpaid podcast, which it is. We do it uh, for out of love. Right. It's not a priority <laughs> of mine, period, at all, period. Period, yeah. Inspired so by then- Joe's other period, period. <laughs> not, not, uh, not a priority of mine at all. And... What I really meant by that was we're doing this for free, out of love, for you, the listener, and we should never be bending over backwards or, like, stressing out over trying to make it. Um, but then again, I'm not going out of town for two months either. But I said that, and as soon as I explained, it's not what I meant. Joe apologized. Uh, it usually takes me an extra day to work up to an apology. <laughs> Joe quick nipped it in the bud quickly and all was fine. Yeah, a few hours later, sent you a text, yeah. which was a hundred percent true. Some for some reason started reading the Wikipedia bios of the What's Happening cast. Uh, <laughs> okay, got to Fred rerun berries, and I mean, it is some dark stuff. Man. I would imagine it's some bad times. It's typical. It's it it's typical like 
the the typical Hollywood story. It's like the guy's on a hit sitcom. Yeah. He's a millionaire. Yeah. He's 300 pounds. It gets right. canceled because he, whatever, I don't know. He, he His reps claim it's because they didn't give him enough money, and if they did, it would have been a better show, and it wouldn't have gotten canceled. Right. All this stuff. He thinks, like, I, I'm the star. I'm, I'll be fine. Of course he's not fine. Yeah. He's not in anything. He can't get out of the rerun shadow. Right. Married big shadow. six times in his life. Yeah. Six times. Becomes an alcoholic and a drug addict. Gets clean. Does what's happening now. Again, leaves after the first season. <laughs> you know, I think because, uh, like, he wants more money or whatever. Yeah. And then ends up the rest of his days being like rerun at things like like showing up in at best music videos. Right. And at worst, the face of a West Virginia real estate company (laughs) or something like that, where it's like money's green. Yeah. And the way he said it was, he goes, he goes, I'm the Ronald McDonald of real estate. And it's like, no, no, you're not. You are for that little company that I don't know. Yeah, Ronald of. McDonald uh, isn't, you know, South Dakota's local right pubs it, spokesperson. It was, it was really, it was really a rough ride. And then he died at like fifty. And so you I didn't want that to happen to us. I was sitting there going, "Life's too short, and this town is too sick. I, this is stupid." And it that's is. when I texted you, and the lead sentence was sitting here reading a haunting bio <laughs> about Fred Rerun Berry. Yes. We Life's both apologized, short. and then, you know, how the, the fight ended, you know, Joe Joe used the word offensive. Like, that is offensive to me about eight times in a text. And I was like, all right, Joe's upset. Let this one blow over. I get a text from Vince, our friend who we mentioned earlier. Hey, uh, I guess I, Joe's asking me to do the podcast <laughs> with him this weekend. I'm like, that motherfucker. I almost pull over the car, and I'm like, do it, because I'm out, baby. Like, <laughs> And then immediately it was all washed under the bridge. I was like, he can be a damn guest, but you can't do We'll See You in Hell with Pat and Joe. Scratch out Pat right in Vince. No, he was a guest for one episode. That's all. No, I know. Yeah, he wasn't, you know. Nobody was replacing Pat Walsh. That wasn't happening. And then I sat here getting sad thinking it's not going to be the same. Sure. And and the people. We're just we're different people. The people. What are the people going to say? Yeah. And then Vince doesn't need the abuse of the online community comparing him to me. <laughs> He'll never get out of bed again. And you also, uh, in a very nice gesture, after we all made up and everything, you said, "You said, hey, dude, if you still want to have Vince guest, I don't mind sitting out one. And I said, of course not. Yes. Like, we're doing this. It's season three. Yeah. New true. format. Let's, let's, let's get back to basics. I didn't even come in here with any degree of tension and might not have even remembered. I would have remembered it, but it wasn't on my mind. It wasn't on my mind other than I guess it's only proper to address that that happened sure, in some way. Sure. And because we're Hollywood phonies, we do it live on a podcast. Yeah, I mean, exactly. We exchange seven words before we hit record. <laughs> well, yeah, Joe starts talking about his opinion on Ghostbusters. I'm like, why don't you hit the damn record button? We're talking about <laughs> Ghostbusters on a podcast. Let, which and let's let's get to it before we're the yeah well I had said if we're gonna do a guest format which we, I was never even really seriously discussed but I was like we need to get in uh, Karen Kilgariff our dear friend yes um, to talk about Ghostbusters because who wants to hear another couple white dudes talking about Ghostbusters but I think we have I think we have a a point of view that is both supportive of the cause and also I think a more realistic representation of what that movie is yeah and i tweeted and karen immediately shot out at me and when i was like if karen's a little miffed this needs to come down uh because karen's the best and other people might go nuts all i said was afterwards after the movie uh i tweeted out uh i don't care about ghostbusters i love women i don't believe you liked ghostbusters as, as much as you say you did Right. You know, it was basically the gist of it. And Karen, when I scrolled back, had posted a glowing review of it on Twitter. I was like, she probably thought that was about her. Right. Wasn't, hadn't seen it. Right. Um, we ran into some people at the theater. I was like, yeah, you, you can see it in their eyes when you talk to people that they didn't love the movie. But they have to say they love it, and I don't get it. So my, my point was, 
Spy, you and I saw it together as well. Yeah. I didn't like it. Now, I, I love all four women in Ghostbusters, I think, are four of the funniest women in the world. Yes. I didn't laugh at the movie. Uh, Spy, Melissa McCarthy, it's a big budget action comedy starring a woman. Why did this whole thing not happen then? Why wasn't it, oh, you have to like Spy? A lot I of think, people thought Spy sucked. We I thought th- Spy sucked. I think because there wasn't the online backlash. There was such a misogynistic backlash to that a female Ghostbusters that, the, that this movie sort of became a beacon for feminism uh, and for women, the, the, hope of, the hope of women in general, which right. I understood. Um, but there, there are many, like, gravi- I think the biggest box office hit of the past couple of years is Gravity, probably, starring Sandra right. Bullock. You know, that's why I don't really there understand. Was, it was because of the reaction. So that's what, but, yes. but here, so but this—that's interesting that you bring it up because that's what bothered me about this this whole thing was, I look, I turned to you after the cold open, I go, I'm in, yeah, this is great, I laughed heartily for about thirty minutes, and then it got to a place where I was like, okay, this really isn't good anymore, and like, this has been like a rough patch in the movie, and then it never got better, and then it just kept being sort of cheesy it just it like was making less and less sense as it went along it was yeah. more taped together as it went along whatever i don't i don't i don't care i'm not mad at it it's just like it is what it is it's like i i would not give the movie a passing grade structurally no. as a film what bothered me was i've gotten some shit for that for people from people uh because certain, and I gotta say, there are just as many more women that I've said to I didn't really like it yeah. understood what I was saying than women that attacked me needlessly. Sure, but I get, I have gotten a few like cheap jabs from some women that I'm friends with actually because I didn't like it, and and they sort of try to twist it into some sort of sexist perspective. And my response to that is, hey. Do you own the movie Nine to Five? That's literally the movie <laughs> about feminism in the workplace. Right. That is like so ahead of its time and so groundbreaking do you own it do you champion that movie to young females when you meet them at comedy shows that say they've never seen it right because i do and i don't do that for a pat on the back i literally genuinely say to like if i meet like a 22 year old comic who's a girl that's never seen it i go you got to see this movie this is the feminism movie yeah it's amazing it's hilarious i love it it's it's a grand slam movie so it's like I, i just I just didn't think I thought Ghostbusters I, I've said and I and I, I do mean this. I've said many times since I've seen it, if the original cast of Ghostbusters was in that movie, I would have left saying they somehow made a worse sequel than Ghostbusters 2. And I don't know how that was possible. Could have yeah. been possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and everybody is by the way, the worst links in the movie are Bill Murray, for Christ's sake. He comes in, it's the least funny he's ever been, including his dramas. And then when he comes back for that second scene, dressed in like a jaunty tweed suit and a cartoon hat, I'm like, okay, here comes the funny scene. And then I thought to myself, and I don't think this is the case, is this some sort of meta commentary by Paul Feig and the writer, Katie Dippold, that they have every man in the movie be a very underwritten, boring, not particularly funny, interesting character because that's what women usually have to deal with. I don't think that's the case. You want you have Bill Murray in your movie. You want him to be funny. If that is the case, it should have been done better and more apparently because yeah. it wasn't. It they wasn't gave apparent. Some jokes, I guess. The the Liam Helmsworth character is Chris or Chris Helms, Hemsworth. Is it Helms or Hems? Hems. It's an unbearable character. I mean, it's like yeah. it's it's again. I'm not saying that. Women have not been shittily portrayed in movies. Of course. I'm saying that that character is not believable. Yeah. It's kind of funny at first, and then it gets to a point where he's so stupid that you're like, I'm like, my God almighty, there are people with literal major mental deficiencies <laughs> yeah. that are are more capable than he is yeah. as as a, a man with, you know, a, a, a functioning brain or, what, you know, a fully right. functioning brain. You well, know, and it's like we go to dinner after and we're we're saying like we're at the diner. Hey, uh, you know, I guess I, I didn't really like it or whatever. And the, the whole table kind of turned and me and Joe wound up kind of whispering to each other at the end of the table. And I was very uncomfortable. It's a bad scene. And I'm like, 
what what are we this is ghostbusters like, what it's a movie for children and that's what that te- this town does to people yeah they put I, us against them and then we turn on each other right days later i also didn't say i hate this fucking show i said yeah you know i didn't really like it or whatever and people put so much into that you know all, all karen said to me on twitter was oh but you love who's harry crumb uh <laughs> Well, I do. Right. I, I can't help what I like and what I don't. I know that one makes me laugh, and and Ghostbusters well, didn't. Here's my thing. I, I I shat on the original Ghostbusters last episode. Yeah, I didn't yeah. shit on it, but it's it's a little overrated. And this new one, I don't. I only wanted it to be good. I didn't walk in arms folded like try and entertain me. Well, I felt the same way. I am not a Ghostbusters protector. I think the first movie is is a solid film from the 80s. Movie, yeah. We talked about it last week. I never have the urge to watch it. I think the sequel and everything that came after is is awful. None of it's good. Sure. Um, and what bothered me about this movie is I wanted it to be great. I was excited. And then you got some, like Melissa McCarthy, who's downright hilarious, and you give her barely any funny shit to do. I thought Leslie Jones was the funniest person in the movie. They did the same thing with Wig. They kind of like... like She's kind of like the awkward Kristen Wiig character for yeah. a while, but like they, it seemed like they were throwing everything to Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones, and they were funny. Yeah, but that doesn't take away from the fact that I'm watching the other two and going like, why aren't these two getting any like? Leslie Jones uh, was funny. I will say I didn't laugh at the movie at all, but I thought Leslie Jones was the funniest. Wig and McCarthy, they're not playing to their strengths, and it's almost like they were like. Hey, don't make us the zany one this time, or what? You know, I don't know what they thought, but neither one of them—they were endearing. They were likable. They always are. I was upset that there was no Melissa McCarthy scene where she's like, "You fucking cocksucker, ghost yeah. motherfucker!" Like I'm like, yeah. and I know they couldn't have said that because it wasn't our. Or you know, create you know the Christmas vacation. He he, he rants for two minutes, screaming, yeah, yeah. and he doesn't cuss. You know, it's just like right. get creative with it. But um, uh, McKinnon, I, the things I have seen on Twitter, like like a, a true game changer. I, I was weeping when McKinnon started shooting the ghosts, and she was one of the one of the greatest comedic performances of all time. I read. I I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I can believe people. They said they're crying when Kate McKinnon is shooting ghosts because it was women empowerment. But folks. We talked about Alien and Aliens last week as well. These aren't. It's not the first time it's happened. Of course, women are underrepresented, right? Um, but what? I don't know why that this movie became well, such a lightning rod. Unless it is just the controversy. I think it's just. I think it's the controversy turned it into that. But I mean, yeah. we're we're getting closer to the meat of the thing, which is why yet another reason why I got upset when anybody was saying t- to me that it was some sort of gender commentary that I didn't like the film. It absolutely was not. I have shit on on this podcast openly uh, and on other podcasts openly and in conversation and in public and in workplaces openly about the slew of movies that I think are terrible. Look, when uh, sure. when, when the night before came out, we debated. I remember giving you shit. You were like, I think it looks funny. And I, I remember saying to you. Oh, for Christ's sakes, Pat. How yeah. many fucking times are they going to make this movie? <laughs> oh, they do mushrooms again? Like, Yeah. No, it's the only comedy that, that gets made now is that essential plot. And I'm not shitting on Seth Rogen, just like yeah. I'm not shitting on Melissa McCarthy. But I think a lot of the movies he's in aren't great. And a lot yeah. of them suck. Yeah. And so for me, I was like... Don't give me the the a quali- the the equal quality to a shitty Seth Rogen movie and then tell me it's brilliant. It's not brilliant. It could have been, but if there were men in this movie I wouldn't have liked it. It wasn't oh, a good absolutely movie. Absolutely not. I you know many many a time I'll shit on a movie on Twitter. I do it all the time or to people or whatever and you just you're stating your opinion and, and you wouldn't even think to be paranoid about saying, "Oh, that movie fucking sucked." But something about this, I won't talk about it with people. You know, the couple of times I have been directly asked, I go, ah, I didn't think it was great. And it still causes an uncomfortable exchange with the person you're talking to. I will say the same thing about, uh, you know, th- there is a dearth of representation of female 
characters in cinema without question. There's a dearth of female directors and writers and producers without question. That's the other thing. Maybe a woman uh, should have directed it if it's going to be this. Well, that's, I guess they didn't they didn't plan on it being this lightning rod. I, I don't guess. think they did. I think they just thought we're going to go make a fun movie and whatever. Yeah. Uh, I I agree that I agree that the white male is overly represented in almost everything. Of course. Um, I, I'll never argue any of that. That being said. I think there needs to be more. I th- I was behind Oscar So White, a hundred percent. I agree with it completely, and I don't think the problem is with necessarily the Oscars. I think the I think that's a byproduct of the bigger problem, which is the projects aren't getting lit to begin with. Right, greenlit to begin with. I you know, we talked all, about that, all stuff, that on here a while, but you're back. never going to get me to say that I think Tyler Perry makes good movies. No, do you know what I mean? Like, I think Spike Lee is a fucking genius. I think yeah. he makes great work. I think John Singleton's made a lot of great stuff. I'm not going to sit here and say because we need this Tyler Perry's Medea's Halloween is right. good. Like I'm, I, I, it's just not. It's not a good movie. Well, and like, I actually didn't see that one. That's not out yet. But you know, any of the other Medea yeah. ones I saw, Medea's Boo. You mentioning uh, uh, Singleton? Um, it wasn't him. It was this guy F. Gary Gray who did Friday and the Negotiator and stuff. Gray. Very underrated director, black dude, and he directed a movie '96, I believe, called Set It Off. Yep. Great movie. Vivica Fox, Jada Pinkett, Queen Latifah. They're female bank robbers. They're all black. Um, You know, made some money, but no one really talks about it anymore. I was shown it in a film class, oddly enough, about how, you know, different, how it's always good to service underrepresented groups, you know. But if Set It Off comes out this weekend, and it's four black women and they're bank robbers, I don't think it's getting this talk. I don't think it's guys we got to get out there. And I don't think that's anything racist either. I just think we're just kind of randomly picking what movie it's going to be. I think you called it a lightning rod earlier. I think that was a a perfect term for it. I think what happens with these things, with all of these causes that we all debate and discuss socially, I think something comes along that represents it, and it becomes a very easy way for people to think they're promoting the discussion. Yeah. And at the end of the day, loving or hating Ghostbusters is not promoting any discussion. No. Uh, I And I am somebody that is 100% of the mindset. When I was watching the movie and I didn't like it that much, I remember thinking to myself, you know what? This is still a moment for women. This is a good thing that's happening. Yeah. I, my opinion doesn't really matter. Um and then it was when we were casually talking about it, and I was kind of, we were like, at, like you said, at the diner, and we were just like, well, it was okay, or whatever, you know, like, yeah. now that you're, if you're asking, I'm not going to lie. Right. I wasn't going to go out of my way to tell anybody I didn't like it, you know, like. But it got tense, and, you know, you were did. like, you're like, ah, you know, I guess all the guys were worthless, and they all got killed, I guess that was supposed to be part, and, and you know, the response was like, that's what women have to face every time we go to a movie. Well, that's not true. However, uh, in the scripts I have written, I write, write for a show with two women, movie scripts always add a woman to the friend group, add in the lane. Right. You know? Seinfeld wasn't the first to do it, but you get a whole other perspective on things. And I'm sure that women get sick of getting sent scripts where it's like, I think Elizabeth Banks once was like, uh, if I handed my script to Jim Carrey, and was like, well, you read my part. Like, if she's playing his wife, the more a tyranny and liar, liar role. Right. You read my part and tell me how fun it is to be the woman in this right, movie. Right. It's always the woman has no jokes and is there to support the guy in almost every movie. Sure. Now, a movie that kind of came along and, and changed that as though it was the first female comedy, which of course it wasn't, was Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids was my favorite movie of that year, probably. I still watch it, I still love it. It's overlong, it's a little padded. But huge, huge laughs. The emotional arc really works. That's eight hilarious women given the chance to, like, unbelievably shine, play to their strength, written by women, directed by Feig again. But well, Feig does mostly female-driven stuff these days. I like the heat a lot. Uh, you know, like, I think he's got a good focus on uh, empowering women in his films, which I think are, is I think is a great thing. Doesn't mean every movie is going to be good. No, and if I love Bridesmaids and hate Ghostbusters, the takeaway from a lot of people right now seems to be, well, then you don't like women. And I saw this, uh, a lot of tweets like, 
hey, males, nobody wants to hear your fucking opinion on Ghostbusters. It's like, well, uh, but that's all Twitter is. You go, oh, I just saw uh, Get Hard, and it sucked. Well, also, too, also too uh, uh, e- equality is, is being able to speak to one another freely. Yes. And, and I'm not saying in terms of negative speech, harassment, and all the shitty other things guys do to women. That all sucks. It's horrible. I'm against it, too. Sure. But well, it's I like, mean, if we're going to talk... It was a disaster. Like it that. wasn't. I, I stuck up for her as much as I could because I've been on the receiving end of fucking miserable... An army of miserable internet trolls, and it fucking sucks, and you feel alone. Yeah. And I know? love her on Twitter. Her, her live tweeting everything she watches, I think she's fucking hilarious. And I laughed a, quite a bit at her in, in the film. I thought she was very funny. But, like, yeah, all that shit was disgusting and, you know... But aside from the obvious, which is, yeah, you, you know, the stuff people on Twitter were saying was awful, which, again, maybe it's not that obvious because it took five fucking websites blogging about it before Twitter fucking banned anybody from yeah. the goddamn thing. Right. But anyway, I'm digressing. My point is, is that, uh, um, uh, what the hell was my point? God <laughs> damn it. What were we saying? Uh... People harassing Leslie Jones. The thing about people talking shit on Twitter. Oh, the thing about like, hey, males, nobody needs your appointment opinions. Shut up. It's like, no, like that's what equal genders means. It means that if you do something and I don't think it's good, I can say to you constructively, I don't think this was good. Yeah. It's not me beating up on you. Yeah. It's not me condescending you. It's me saying to you. If this was men doing this, I don't think it would be good. So that's what I'm saying. If you don't want me to say that, well, then that's not equality at that point. Yeah, that's that's pandering. And that's 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 babying. Like, that's not what anybody wants. You don't want to be you don't want to be condescended to. No. And a lot a lot of the stuff in there, Slimer and his family uh, stay puffed, whatever. It was all just kind of lazy and shittily done, you know, and that had nothing to do with women. Folks, when Ozzy Osbourne, in a joke that would have been dated in 2003, goes, Sharon, am I having an acid trip? Flashback. Flashback. That that happens in, in this movie. Ozzy Osbourne is randomly standing there. He just divorced Sharon. The, jo- the joke is over. <laughs> but, like, how somebody didn't cut it. And that's how I felt about it's... Spy, which I thought was, you know, a pretty, you know, dull movie to me. I didn't laugh. But... They devoted 30 minutes to that 50 Cent subplot at the end. 50 Cent hasn't had a hit song in a, in a decade. Yeah, it was weirdly. Yeah, that was weirdly. What, what is this? It just but, felt awkward and desperate. No, the Ozzy thing was way out of place. It was a terrible cameo. And as I said to somebody recently when we were talking to the film, I go, I go, it was my it was it was my exact tap out point of the movie. I go when they did the same cameo that they did in the Jerky Boys movie. <laughs> <laughs> which is a shit show of a film. Ozzy Osbourne's like, in the Jerky Boys movie? It's the same thing. Yeah. Ozzy c- comes up and he's like, where's the fucking band? Yeah. And then the Jerky Boys are like, they got a gig with the monkeys. They skip town. And then Ozzy's like, the fucking monkeys? You're kidding. Like, yeah. It's just Ozzy coming in and being Ozzy. And it's like, and I again, I love the Jerky Boys. That movie is a pile of shit. <laughs> right. I, I want the Jerky Boys to remain successful or, right. or be successful again or whatever. But I'm not going to say that the movie they made was good. It wasn't good. No. Well, I think that's all we're saying. That's it. And I feel fine. And I feel like we're, we're fine posting it. It was really that weekend where it just felt really terrible. And I had, you know, I had a couple uh, massive tweets about Ghostbusters. I deleted that one pretty quickly. But the other was by Sunday... All these people that have been saying, if you if you don't like Ghostbusters, you hate women, are now saying, fuck you, Taylor Swift. You lied to Kanye, America's sweetheart. Like, a, just a, a trash bag of a human being. <laughs> and people are like, fuck you, haha. Kim Kardashian got you, Taylor. Yeah, it's... it's Go Kim. It's like, what... What are you doing now? It's Taylor my... Swift is a strong one of the one of the most successful women in all of music in the history of pop music. Really, she does her own shit. She does it her way. You can like it or not. She has strong. You know, she doesn't put her music on certain 
you know, whatever it is, Spotify, whatever, takes care of her career, handles her business, and everyone's like, hey, fuck you, Taylor Swift. I don't get it. It's, I, I, I was, I was. And I, I'm not saying this as a, as a fan or, or anything it's the thing, of Taylor Swift. It's the I don't thing, care. It's the thing that drives me nuts with all the people that, not all the people, with the majority of people that wave a flag for a cause. Yeah. Most people don't want to get their hands dirty. And I say it all the time about nonprofits and stuff like that. The battles they choose to fight. The battles they choose to fight. And I'm not saying the battles they choose to fight are worthless battles. Right. But it's always a pretty easy battle, a lot of these things. Yeah. They're, they're non-controversial battles. It's easy to make a campaign that centers around a movie. It's easy to throw your arms up in the air about something a guy said during a speech that he probably shouldn't have said or whatever. Yeah. These are easy battles. They're black and white. They're non-controversial. They're not going to make anybody from the government to, to private uh, donations to whatever giving you who gives you money feel uncomfortable yeah or anything the real fight the real fights out there require such sacrifice if you're going to really get your hands dirty and go out there and get into the real mix of what's happening with with true abuse and true uh, violence and and true discrimination and all these things you're going to have to get your hands dirty, and you're also going to make your life a living hell. With it, it, that's just the way it is. You don't yeah. do that kind of work without without facing the backlash of all the awful people on the other side of it that hate hate you right. for trying to do good. That's not what the average person wants to do. The average person wants to go look how good I was today. See, and it's like, yeah, yeah, good for you, man. You stuck up for. Uh, a fucking thing that we're all going to forget about in six months, or you told Taylor Swift she was an asshole, right? Oh, I, th- I feel like mean. that. I feel like that and Ghostbusters are essentially forgotten. Of course, they a are. week later. Of course, they are. Ghostbusters did uh, okay uh, business, especially for something of its budget. I, I wish it had done better, but the people saying the sky is falling, and if everyone doesn't go and talk about how much they love this movie, they'll never make another movie with women in it again. It's not true. It's it's crazy. And, you know, everyone in that, well, you know, now I, probably Leslie Jones and definitely McKinnon will be able to have their own projects. Leslie Jones might always, you know, kind of be a supporting role. I don't know about two hours of Jones. Right. But, or McKinnon, for that matter, I, although I liked her way less than most. But Wig and McCarthy can always get a big movie made, you know. they right. They just can. Right. Uh, you know, and probably I guarantee Melissa McCarthy's making bigger movies at this point than Ben Stiller, Jim Carrey, Jack Black, whoever. Totally. Their stars have fallen. She's the biggest comedy star there is, pretty much. I can't think of anybody bigger. Totally. And that's not a joke about her weight. <laughs> I think she looks fantastic. Yeah. And I I really love her. I, I've I've been writing something forever that I want her to be in. Well, um, and here's the thing too. Here's the thing too, to take a page out of the Natasha Leggero handbook when you know when she got all that shit for making that World War Two joke yeah on the countdown New Year's Eve thing you know her her retort in her blog was instead of making a big deal out of this stupid joke that I made where I obviously wasn't trying to hurt anybody why don't you go donate to like a veterans fund or something like that so instead of screaming at people that they have to love Ghostbusters when they might not have why don't you go back and champion the other movies that women have been in that are unsung McCarthy has quite a few. Yeah. You know, nobody was screaming up and down when Tammy got 11% on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. It's, you know. And I got to tell you, and, you know, people are going to really come at me for this if if they want. Tammy, to me, while far from perfect, I had a better time than I did at Ghostbusters. That's fine. And that's completely her movie, a thousand percent. I didn't see the boss. I thought it looked pretty funny, you know. I, you know, I, I, I I thought the boss looked funny too. I wanted to see it. I just don't know why we're not doing this every every time. That, that's and that's my point. Kristen Wiig does makes makes tons of movies, many of which are these stellar independent movies. I talked about probably at that couldn't... diner. Welcome to me. Yeah, which was one of my favorite movies of that year, and she was beyond amazing in that movie. She should have been nominated for an Oscar. Should have won the Oscar, and I mention it. Nine out of ten women at this table had not seen the movie. 
And the one who had was like, eh, I didn't really like it. So it's like, well, then, guys. I mean, that to me, that's far more important of a thing to support. It's like, here's, here's, a, here's a female actor who is making films that probably wouldn't get made if she was not attaching herself to them. Welcome to Me never would have been made. And then they turn out to be fantastic movies because she sees it and it gets made and then yeah. and then people will actually watch it now. But far from a lot of people are watching that. To me, that's the thing. You rally, But again, what does that mean? It means getting your hands... Now, it's not getting your hands dirty, but that's hard work. It's hard work to go... Everybody needs to champion this independent film that was right. on a shoestring budget. And this, that's a lot harder than just going, shut up, go see Ghostbusters. Right. You know, it's a lot easier to say shut up and go see Ghostbusters than jumping into the fight with, with Leslie Jones and, and facing a bunch of fucking psychotic racists on Twitter. Yeah. You know? And I got to tell you, for the amount of people I saw swooning over Ghostbusters, I didn't see any fucking people in that goddamn fight. Yeah. All right. And I did jump in and I did get her back because I thought it was disgraceful. And I'll tell you, the numbers of people supporting her in that situation were far fewer than the people yeah. saying you got to go see anything, this movie. I never really say anything serious on Twitter, but my you know, and it was the same thing with the police shootings or whatever. I, I'll retweet something. I'll say something kind of vague about the situation and in general. But like. As far as me going, hey, these guys are assholes who trolled Leslie Jones, I don't know that my voice needs to be heard there. And I guess I can see the point that my my negative voice on Ghostbusters doesn't need to be heard either. But I, at the end of the day, I, I can sort of pick and choose whatever I want to talk about, and I so did can it, you. I did it out of solidarity as a comic. And I was like, I've been, I'm have been, i a comic, and I've been in this situation, and it's not a racist one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've sure. been in a different situation with probably the same trolls, quite right. frankly. And I was like, this sucks. You feel all alone. Right. You're beyond yourself. You want to rip your hair out. You're you're you, you know, she was literally in tears. Yeah. And it's like she needs other comics to step up and be like, hey, we, we got you, dude. Don't worry about it. Like this yeah. will pass and 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 keep keep up the good fight. So, look, in closing. Yes. Ghostbusters, all of it, from from the first one in 1983 to now, none of it's been great. Absolutely not. The, the original's kind of funny. Uh, it, it looks a little more dated each year. And what I, what I do like seeing is when people send in their pictures of their little girls in, in Ghostbusters uniforms with a proton pack. I love it. Right, keep it above the belt, Pat. This is a <laughs> Jesus. I Christ. love that they get their, you know, their their heroes. But I, I will also say, you know, like where were you when Pixar's Brave came out? <laughs> I well, just they were I, fetuses when Brave came out. No, I mean, you know, the, the, all these people. Everyone has to see Brave this weekend to give kids a positive role Nobody saw Brave. Everybody doesn't like Brave. <laughs> I just don't know how you can pick and choose. I think. Uh, you know, go, go watch all of Nicole Hall of Cessner's movies. There's a there's a strong, hilarious, uh, excellent female writer director. I would recommend Enough Said, her most recent with Gandolfini and Julie Louis Dreyfus. My Wonderful favorite movie film. of that year. I, I love that movie. Love that movie, and everything she did before it is equally as good. There's there's my little part. Right. Go watch that instead of Ghostbusters. And go support that woman. She makes her movies for. You know, probably the the last fifty thousand she has in the bank. And if you haven't seen it, go go buy nine to five. Don't rent it. Buy it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and it's a wonderful film. Lily Tomlin, Dolly Parton, Jane Fonda, and Dabney Coleman. Dabney Coleman, guaranteed coffee breath. I think I've said it before. If anyone in the world has coffee breath at all times, it's Dabney Coleman. I was talking to somebody about 9 to 5, and they were saying that they wish that had been the plot of Ghostbusters, that they, for some reason, needed to kidnap Dabney Coleman. I'll, t I'll <laughs> tell you this. The, those, those same four in a remake of 9 to 5, which is a movie that kind of needs a light shown on it and, yeah. and could very well be updated for a modern audience, that movie would be fantastic. It would. It would be. Um, look, and Will Ferrell is the boss. There you go. There's yeah, your fucking there you go. hit. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you how they did remake 9 to 5 without paying the original people any money. A little movie called Horrible Bosses, starring all men. Is it the same? It is the same thing, isn't it? Sort of. It's essentially the same exact thing. 
Uh, plugs. Uh, look, uh, I, th- by the time this comes out, I'll probably already be in Scotland. So uh, if you're in du- if 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 I'm in Dublin right now, come see me in Dublin at the Vodafone Comedy Festival. Here's your pickup line over there. Hey, uh, are you Irish? Because my penis is Dublin. Just looking at you. Really? All right. Maybe. Maybe. They'll love it. I was going to say, I was going to say, hey, hey, Dublin, I've drank so much since I got here. I'm seeing Triplin. That's what <laughs> yeah. I was going to say. Also good. Uh, that's not really a pickup line. But uh, but in all of August, the second through the end of the month, I'll be at the Edinburgh Fringe uh, residency. Uh, go to my website, JoeDeRosaComedy.com for details. All the infos on there, the dates and all that stuff. So I'll see you soon, UK. Yeah, I, I, I'm on some episode of Roadies coming up, the ninth episode. Uh, Twitter, Vine, Instagram, the Patrick Walsh. And uh, as always, guys, we love getting your feedback. We screen grab and send them to each other. If you if you can, at me and Joe with anything, even if you're just talking to me or Joe, because we get a kick out of them. And thank you for the great reviews. We had so many five-star and awesome reviews on iTunes. I was blown away. I went through and read them all. Thank you guys so much for doing that. Appreciate it. Shout out to uh, my lifelong friend, Mike Curry, who put up a great one as well. Mike, I know you listen. I love you. Love Thank you, baby. Mike. Love your wife. I hope you're doing well. Oh, one last plug. My fiction column has debuted despite accusations from certain writers that I don't read much. <laughs> uh, my fiction column on Fangoria's website is up. Some severe situations. First story is called Something in the Water. How uh, often are you doing them? One a month. One a month. Uh, Continuing that one or new ones? New ones. The anthologies okay. every month. So uh, next one will be out next month. And uh, go read the new one. I hope you like it. All right. This has been We'll See You in Hell, presentation of the Fangoria Podcast Network, produced by Thomas DeFeo, executive produced by Ken Hanley of Fangoria Entertainment. For press opportunities, advertising, inquiries, and information about We'll See You in Hell, contact Ken. His email is ken at fangoria.com. See you later.